And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from an internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. It is my honor and pleasure to continue bringing the most cutting edge and thought-provoking information in the fields of holistic health, natural nutrition, alternative healing, personal development, spirituality, and conscious living. This podcast has been providing conversations between myself and the world's leading experts in the fields of research that are contributing to the changing of the planet and providing empowered strategies for how to live life on your own terms and how to upgrade your mental, emotional, and physical health so you can become the single most optimized version of yourself in all areas of life. I hope you enjoy this exciting episode we have lined up for you, and it can directly benefit you in your personal goals. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. And today I am joined by a very, very special guest. Someone that I look at with a legendary reverence um, and just someone who I, I feel I just respect at the highest order for who he is, the work that he does, the embodiment of the work that he carries in his own life, and just the part he's played in my life from a distance. And also, um, you know, just uh, moments that we got to share in passing or just little moments that we got a few years ago to connect in person. And, um, I first got introduced to this man through, uh, you know, through my through my work and my education with people like David Wolf, and he was the co-author of a book called Amazing Grace. And I remember picking up this book early on in my my raw food journey and in my spiritual kind of pursuits and discovery. 
And this book really, um, it really opened up something deep within me. And that's when I was like, wow, who's this Nick Good character? I got to, I got to really tune into him and, and, uh, gleam some of the magic that he's putting out there in the world. And I have to say, um, the more that I've got into either connect with him or just see what he's putting out in the world, it's, it's nothing short of extraordinary. And we have some great territory to cover today. So Nick, good. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Looking forward. Yes. So, you know, I'd like to start this conversation off with you sharing your your journey with all of us because you are truly a superhero and you have been through a superhero <sighs> origin story if there ever was one. I, I remember listening to you tell the tale of, of, you know, just your upbringing and your story coming into the work that you do. And you know, it just took me back because I grew up as a as very much in the warrior archetype, raised as a martial artist from the age of four, and I understand what it is for my own self to be a warrior. I understand that archetype very much, and I've I've been through my own trials and tribulations. But hearing your story and all the things that you've had to overcome, um, in the level of focus that it had to, that it must have taken, I was just beyond inspired. So I'd love for you to share with us your backstory and how you got to where you're at. Sure, mate. Well, first of all, um, you know, the warrior, the warrior archetype, um, you know, it's an inner, it's an internal journey. It's an inner, it's an inner alchemy. So whether you're, you know, whoever you are listening to this uh, podcast, you're on a journey within yourself whether you realize it or not, whether you're um, participating in that journey consciously or unconsciously, you're on a journey and it's a journey within the alchemy of your own soul. And that's very much simply a blend of your imagination, your awareness, your, your mind field, and your feeling landscape. It's just a blend of those two things. So the um, warrior is the individual that um, is often challenged in life. And uh, it kind of brings out, it, well, it does one or two things. It either um, wounds you to a point where you uh, can't recover or don't recover, or it, it, it wounds you to a point where something is triggered in you where it really brings out the, the, the quote unquote fighter and you, and you want this, you want to take this challenge on. And I was just someone who was re- very blessed um, to have a very, very, very uh, intense initiation when I was very young, series of initiations when I was very, very young, because this spiritual path, this inner journey is a series of initiations. And what these initiations are is, is, the, is the destruction of the container of your psyche, the current container of your psyche. So you have a, your psyche is set in a certain way with your awareness, your mind field, your mindset, the way you orient your mind towards reality with the, the, the parameters of your imagination. It's set in a certain way. And then there's a feeling landscape that goes with that. And that contains your consciousness the boundaries of your perception of reality, your sense of self, and many other things. And these initiations are to destroy that. They're to break it, to break that container so 
your psyche can reorganize, hopefully into a, into a more expanded sense of self, a more accurate sense of self, a more empowered sense of self. And so the ancient indigenous cultures would integrate initiatory um, processes into the growth of the tribe at certain stages as the men grew, as the women grew, uh, from, from, from babies to children, from children to adolescents, from adolescents to adults, and then at different stages through adulthood. There would be initiatory rituals, initiations, which would shatter that, that psychological container. Now, we as a culture... We've moved away from those uh, those initiations. In fact, um, you know, our modern our modern culture is such a mishmash of all kinds of different cultures. Um, you know, planted in the soil of, of uh, you know uh, conquered uh, conquered lands uh, not very long time ago. So there are no initiatory rites of passage in that thing. So consciousness is not evolving in a in a in a, in a conscious way within it, within our societies. So what life does. Life steps in and just provides the the destruction of those containers, and that might happen, you know, when you're seven years old, your mother leaves your father, and suddenly you're, you know, the parental thing's broken down, or it might happen younger than that, or it might happen after that, and all these other kinds of traumas that can occur in the life, which usually trigger growth, or they trigger a, a regression. So um, I was born into a haunted house. In uh, in uh, on a farm in in Lincolnshire, fifty seven years ago, and um, that haunted house was a pretty intense place to live. And a certain and Lincolnshire, incidentally, has the highest incidence of satanic satanists practicing satanists in the United Kingdom. And so the satanists would do rituals at certain times of the year. And because I was living in a haunted house with a little ghost in there. Um, at certain times of the year, there would be entities coming through from the astral realm into 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 this realm and through astral portals. And uh, the farmhouse was one of those portals because there was a little ghost living in there. So there was like a, a, a portal into the netherworld there. So what that did for me, apart from traumatize me um, to an extremely severe degree, um, was give me an, a, an appreciation, a built-in sensitivity Two, that there's more to life than meets the eye. And it also provided me with a, with a, with a, uh, a sufficient trauma that was so severe that I really had to find real solutions to my own personal uh, uh, brokenness and confusion and, uh, and overwhelm. My mother and father were alcoholics. Uh, my mother was grieving when I was in the womb because my older brother had just died as a baby. So she had all this sadness. So I was soaking in, in sadness and, and gin and whiskey and cigarette smoke in the womb there, gestating. And what that does is, is it destroys your immune system. So I had a really weak immune system as well when I was a kid. So I had a physical, uh, physical challenges plus uh, mental and emotional challenges and, uh, and, and also some spiritual insight, um, which was because my sense of self hadn't really been defined in those early years. It was just like, uh, you know, uh, uh, merging with this in these invisible worlds, which weren't very pleasant where I was at that time. So that was my, that was like the, the jigsaw puzzle. We're all given a puzzle to solve. It's our karmic, um, uh, you know, it's karmic decree. It's just the way things are. It's like that's the, those are the cards that you're dealt because of a lot of momentum that's being generated um, 
previously. And it's also obviously tied into your future, to your destiny. And so um, what happens very often with us as, as, uh, as youngsters and as we grow, if before we really awaken and, and understand what's going on, is we consider ourselves victims of circumstance. And so the victimhood and the, these bad things that happened to me, the, you know, how unfair it all was and all this, this stuff that I have to deal with and it wasn't my fault, the victimhood um, reinforces uh, what's something what's called the ego construct. And the ego is your sense of self that is trapped in an exclusive body-conscious identity. That means when I look in the mirror and I say, I, 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 that's me I see in the mirror, I am Nick Good. That's the ego. That's it's the realm of the personality, the persona, and 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 the identity goes goes with that. And so, the trauma reinforces your ego construct. It's a survival reflex. So that's why you know you meet guys that are that are extremely successful, very hardworking, really successful guys. Um, you know, alpha males uh, with massive egos that causes them lots of troubles problems in life, and they have. Nine times out of ten, they have a traumatic childhood, and there might be trauma on trauma on trauma. So we're in a time now where the trauma and the fear is being triggered over and over and over and over uh, in the society and the culture that we're living in. So our egos are being reinforced, reinforced, reinforced. And the ego is a prison. It's like the, 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 the thick shell in those psychological containers. And it's all got to be cracked. And so what I've done is... On my journey is I found a way to, you know, navigate these, these, these like self-initiate, if you like, through internal practices so that you're always expanding your consciousness safely and moving into a, into a greater, more expanded, deeper, more real, authentic, empowered sense of self. And I've, I've, I've distilled um, those practices into very simple um, little exercises that we can do ourselves. And then now, and I just dedicated my life for the last 30 years or whatever it is, just sharing those with, 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 with people. So it's, a, it's, you know, I've just allowed myself to receive the gift of what at one time seemed like an unfortunate set of circumstances that was happening to poor little me. <laughs> yeah, and there, there was a few things that popped up for me while you're telling that. And um, one of them was this idea of karma. Because I think this is a really fascinating thing. You know, I've been, I've been looking at it from different perspectives as I go through my personal uh, evolutionary journey, if you will. And mm -hmm. a lot of the different interpretations, especially in more spiritually inclined communities, it seems to me that when this word karma comes up, it is somewhat misunderstood or misinterpreted. Um, or it's like we're held hostage to our karma or we have to be in this relationship because it's karmic or... Or it's like, it's almost like a straitjacket that we can't, we don't have the free will to break out of. Or if we do, something's wrong with us. Um, you know, it's kind of a limiting belief. But, um, you know, I've, I've heard you talk about it and it's a completely different angle on, on karma or dharma. So I'd love for you to maybe, maybe share your perspective on, on karma and, and dharma and what that really means. Well, your dharma is to be yourself. You know, that's your purpose in life is to be yourself. Your dharma is, you, is to be yourself. And you should be living your life to be yourself. And 
naturally, as you as you live it that way, you are in service to others, or you're in service to the world, or you're in service to nature, or you're in service to someone. It's it's totally selfless. It's unselfish. You know, that's your that's your dharma is to be yourself, but your true self, your authentic self. So when you understand, um, you know, who we are, what we are, what's actually going on in reality, you want, you see the place that karma occupies very, very simply because we're, because we are consciousness, because we are spiritual beings and because we're, um, um, causing ripples vib- uh, through the vibrations of our thoughts, words, and actions 24 seven, no matter what we're doing or not doing, we're generating, um, some kind of vibrational impact on on the energy of creation, and that vibrational impact. Then the the purpose of life is to harmonize with the nature of creation, and the nature of creation is love. It's 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 um, the spirit of life is the spirit of love. So if we're living loving loving lives, lovingly towards ourselves, lovingly towards others, um, um, we we have zero karma, <laughs> and we. <laughs> We're freed. We're free of all the karmic, the karmic realms. The karmic realms are just the. All it is is just the energetic um, consequences of disharmonious thoughts, words, and actions. And it's our responsibility um, to um, to deal with those um, those disharmonies. We we created them. We generated them. So we have to, you know, rectify them. We have to dissolve them. We have to transmute them. But that's the only the only part of us that's that's in those karmic worlds is this um, um, this sense of self that isn't our pure spirit. Our pure consciousness is boundless, formless, and free. Always has been, always will be. And this is talked about by all the great spiritual tre- teachers. It's talked about by Jesus. It's written in the Bible, but it's kind of in the code that you unless you understand that kind of language, it's very difficult, easy to get confused in there. But all the great spiritual teachers have told us the same thing, that there is an absolute truth. There is an absolute um, 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 purity of our being that exists beyond all this karma and drama. But the thing is, is what we've also been told is, is that it takes thousands of lifetimes to get back to this thing. But in actual fact, we are the thing itself. So the secret of life is to exist from that certainty. In Sanskrit, they call that nischye. It's burning certainty, the epicenter of, of knowingness, this, the knowingness within the seed. The seed knows what it is. Before the tree grows out of the seed, the seed knows what it is. And Jesus called it faith and said you need faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed. But it has to be unshakable. And, and that thing exists with in us already so i found that in my brokenness i was just driven by the waves of life and pounded so hard that that i found that place i found that place and i found that place and then it was just a matter of time before i rebuilt myself and you know and 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 all the rest of it because i'd found that place so i know that it exists because i found it within myself and also i've helped thousands of other people probably tens of thousands to help them to find it within themselves. So what we're finding in life these days is this whole notion of, well, if we do this, this, and this, and this, and this in the outside world, we're going to get somewhere out out here, and it's going to be reflected back to us by this great transformation in the world around us. Well, that's not necessarily so. It may be that 
that things uh, around us are going to keep um, getting more and more and more chaotic. And we need to find something within us that already exists in its perfect power. And, and when you find that thing within yourself, it exists beyond this karma drama. It exists beyond space-time. It's an eternal fact. And that's when you start to experience yourself in a, in a, in a, in a, um, a greater context than this world, than this, this modern human world, this, this matrix that we're all in and striving to be successful in. And that's where this notion of the superhero archetype comes in or the supernatural self. And it's, a, it's, a, it's very much a shamanic perspective. And it's in the higher mystical teachings. It's the gods and, the, you know, these supernatural powers. Jesus, you know, what, what religion's done is, is, it's, is it's done a lot to mystify spirituality and confuse and, and put it into these glorifying certain individuals, even though this, those certain individuals, Jesus' case in point, was teaching that we all have this capacity within us and even saying that we're capable of doing greater things than Jesus, you see. And that's in a different context. It's not in a biblical time where this and that was going on. It's in a modern time when there's a whole other bunch of crazy shit going on and the challenges that are impacting us, the, the vectors that are, that, are, that are impacting us and disturbing us, you know, electromagnetically, psychologically, psycho-emotionally, psycho-spiritually, physically, biologically, our neurological systems. We are being attacked by so many different disturbing factors now that to be a master in this realm, to be that warrior that actually gets a hold of himself and wins an internal battle by organizing that alchemy within yourself, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole different, it's a whole different uh, playing field now than what it was, you know, a couple of thousand years ago or, or, or whenever. Indeed. Um, very, very masterfully articulated. And I find the practicality of spirituality absolutely more essential than anything now, because I, I know firsthand and also just looking, looking at the communities at large, being involved for the last decade or so in these different communities, concepts, conceptual, intellectual understanding is actually quite easy at a certain point. Um, but what I've found to be more challenging and much more of an initiation is the embodiment, right? And it's very easy to talk about this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about it. But how does one truly go from concept to really bringing that into their being, bringing that into their heart, their soul, if we will? And if this is a great segue to actually talk about what the soul actually is, that would be fantastic too, because I feel like spirituality is not really, it, it can be de demystified. I do believe yeah. in but I feel like it's, it's super practical. Super practical, super practical. You're right. There's nothing more practical than, 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 than authentic spirituality. It's uber practical and, and ridiculously simple, but you have to know the dynamics. Yeah. So basically, thanks for asking the question. So basically, um, this is what's going on. In order to embody it, all right, you have to understand what this is, what this body actually is. The, the, the physical body is a projection of the soul. 
life is a the energy worlds are it's like a movie screen the matrix is a is a is a is a movie screen it's like a an IMAX cinema virtual reality quantum science tells you this um um indian yogic philosophy tells you this Christ, christian mystic teachings tell you this the egyptians told you this the greeks told you this everyone told you this the shamans tell you this but what is it what so what does that really mean what it means is is that we are literally living in a a virtual reality made of energy our body's made of energy everything's made of energy and it's all made of the same energy atomic energy subatomic particles electromagnetic energy electromagnetic universe electromagnetic flow that electromagnetic flow has a positive and negative polarity which creates a space-time continuum so you have space and time beyond the space-time world you don't have space-time you ha- and that's the sp- those are the spiritual dimensions your soul exists beyond space-time as an eternal fact a living fact it and all the soul is if you imagine consciousness or spirit we all there's only one spirit this is why we you know we heard this a lot we're all one well we are but only in spirit and then only in the, the spirit of love and truth only in this pure spirit the authentic self that's the singularity that's the the the, the spirit of life that wonderful the wonder of life is is that that spiritual singularity which we can represent as an ocean of consciousness which is formless it has no form it's boundless it has no boundaries and it's absolutely free it has no patterns no vibrations no stories nothing it exists beyond the mind beyond the realms of mind the mind can't get to it and that's a good place for it that's where we want to leave it but what happens is the consciousness the ocean uh uh individuates as a drop and just like a drop of water has a membrane around it so the a drop of the ocean there's a little bit of the ocean in that bubble and you you throw it back into the ocean and and the bubbles disappeared now that membrane is your soul so the soul is just a it's just a membrane around consciousness it's just a little bubble a little drop of consciousness that preserves individuality that's why you're you and I'm me and you always will be that beautiful perfect soul that you are and I will always be this beautiful perfect soul that I am and yes we have the same spirit of life within us which is a spirit of love a spirit of truth but it but you're you absolutely unique because your soul's experiencing total uniqueness and so is mine and that's the beauty of life and that's wonderful but it's a spiritual truth in order for it to become physical what the soul does is it projects just like um on a movie screen when you go to a movie and you're looking at the movie over there and you turn around and there's a projector behind you or whatever they use these days to project that film so that's what the soul is it projects the form the consciousness into the form in the energy world so now the con- now the now the consciousness is experiencing life through the five senses and in the energy world going through all its 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 life experiences like that in this virtual reality when it gets trapped in there and believes that this is who i am that's where the ego is born so the ego is the false sense of self 
The spiritual journey, which the warrior goes on, the hero's journey is the return from the physical sense of self within yourself to this deeper, more real, authentic sense of self, the authentic self, the spiritual nature. And the way you do that, the first thing you need to do is learn to focus. And this is one of the warrior's primary fundamental exercises in discipline is focus. But we've externalized that into whatever it is and then got obsessed with that. So it's focus on training, focus on working out, focus on practice, focus on technique. But what it, what it means is, is that you need to focus on this grain of a size of a mustard seed within, within yourself, the Nizche point, with the burning certainty about who you are. And what that does is in the vortex of your psyche, because the psyche is like this whirling um, vortex, a kaleidoscope with all, this, all these patterns of, of your imagination, your memories, your mind, your thoughts, your beliefs, your ideas, all this information and all this emotional landscape mixed in there through all these different layers, shifting, shifting, shifting all the time, being impacted by cosmological forces, archetypal forces, mythological forces, astrological forces, all the time. And what you need to do is find the center in there. It's all about finding the center. And so that center, the center of yourself is a certainty. That's how you find it, through burning, burning certainty, the knowingness of who you are, the absolute certainty that you are this individuated point of consciousness. You are this eternal expression of life as a focal point. That's your identity. And it exists beyond space-time. And then that holds you steady. When you're certain about that, you can hold yourself steady in there. And then from there, you can reach into that ocean of consciousness or God, whatever you want to call it. And as you do that, your spirit is released back into you. And it floods into your soul. And then the projection in the world it becomes the embodiment of it because now you're, it's projecting something um, whole and real and authentic, you see, rather than this confused thing that feels isolated in the world, doesn't really know what's going on and has a mountain of books to read and loads of Google videos to check out and all this kind of stuff to listen to, but it still feels disempowered, disconnected, confused, anxious, unstable, ungrounded, insecure to, to a certain degree. So when you understand that, okay, this is not who I am, it never actually was who I am, and I cannot empower this. I can't turn the ego into God. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. You have to let that go, go within yourself on this journey, which is the hero's journey, the warrior's, the warrior's journey, through the darkness of your own psyche. And we'll get to the levels of that and the initiations in there and all these mythological images in that one. That's a whole story and journey in and of itself. But the thing is, when you, when you understand what's going on, when it really clicks what's going on, you can go there in a millisecond. You can bring yourself into that certainty and then just take the breath and bring that spirit of love and truth into you because that's all there is on the other side. There's no ideas, there's no concepts, there's no philosophies, there's no beliefs, there's no polarity, there's no this against that. It's just a pure spirit of love and truth that comes into you. And then you've got that inside of you. And it, and it doesn't go away. 
And the whole game of life is for generations and generations and generations of civilizations upon civilizations, regardless of whether we believe in reincarnation or not, we are, we are on top of and, 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 and in front of all these ancestors that have turned away from that thing within themselves and gone into ego mode and built, you know, civilizations and cultures on that expression, achievement, accomplishment, war, taking, you know, all these things that are, you know, loveless and tr- truthless expressions of humanity. And so, 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 so that's the karma that we're dealing with. And the spiritual path, the, the path of, uh, of the warrior, of the hero's journey is an inner path through the eye of the needle within yourself, through the eye of the storm, which is a certainty door. Not ideas of, well, it might be this and it might be that, and I'm, now I'm confused. No, beyond ideas in that certainty. So you just need to bring that into your spiritual practice, that certainty, go through that point within yourself, and then from there, reach with your heart to that spirit of love within yourself and surrender yourself, humble yourself to the almighty thing within you and let it in, let it flood flood. Flood you, and that's what catalyzes the the beginning of this transformation. Absolutely brilliant, and I mean that resonates so strongly for me. There were a number of things that came up in my mind or in my consciousness, my awareness, as you were sharing all that. And um, one of the things that I I really keyed in on when I first got into. Um, what I call really getting into nutrition, which was essentially raw foods. I, I got into Dr. Gabriel Cousins' work, who's become a great supporter and colleague of mine, and and obviously David Wolf and other people. But I really, I won the moment. There was a moment in my journey in the beginning where I said, "I want to know what's going to happen if I take on an entirely raw food diet, raw vegan diet for thirty days." I wasn't trying to be anything. I didn't have an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. I was just like. I want to know what's going to happen. And something interesting did happen on day 30, let alone all the physical healing I had. But there was a moment, and I won't go into the story, but there was a moment where I realized that who I was, who I was accustomed to being, my personality, something fundamentally changed in me. And I had an insight of that. I had an awareness like, oh, wait a minute, like, I've actually become healed. And this is a very interesting point I want to get your take on because lately of recounting that story to people, I realized a fundamental thing about healing in my personal belief, my personal interpretation of healing is the moment that you forgot you were ever in pain to begin with. And that's what happened to me because we become so accustomed to our pains and our beliefs yeah. and our habits. But on the path, there is that moment, right? If we're committed, exactly. is that moment where we forget about who we used to be. That's right. Exactly. And, it's, and, and, and if it's true, this is how you know if something's true. If it's truth, it's, an, it's a perfect mirror for what's going on in the inner, the inner world. So, that, so what you're, what, 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 um, translating that into a, into a spiritual language, and the inner dynamics of that are I was living on um, all this unnatural, all these unnatural thoughts, all these, un, all this eating, all this eating, all this unnatural 
thought content, feeding my soul with all this unnatural activity, all these unnatural beliefs, all these unnatural ideas. And I decided for 30 days to practice something different, something pure. And then at the end of that, I found myself and I couldn't remember being anything other than that because you're not anything other than that and you never will be. This is the wonder of life. Um, But it doesn't mean that you can't have fun consciously in between this physical world, your soul world, and your spiritual world. And this is the thing where, you know, this thing about demystifying spirituality, making it more practical and accessible, and fun. This is fun, mate. This You can't have any more fun than this because you're learning to go navigate, go down the little portal where your spirit, your consciousness is flowing through, learning how to use the projector that's projecting the forms into the world and then enjoying your form in the worlds or whatever worlds you're in. Because this thing that we're stuck in right now, this really is a poor excuse for reality. And I mean, if we stripped it down to the, to the, to the basic beauty of nature and the goodness that it, that it provides, and if we just use our imaginations for a moment, what wonderful time we'd all be having if we were living together in harmonious communities, love-based societies, sharing and caring for each other, working harmoniously and symbiotically with nature, and just really enjoying ourselves, the vibes of creation would be so high, the vibes of the human world. Like, you know, the, what, what you'd actually be living in. Like, we think nature's beautiful now. <laughs> we have no idea what it used to be like and what it will be like and what it is still in all kinds of other dimensions. We, we, our, just our, our whole reality would be so intoxicatingly um, delightful and ecstatic and wonderful that it would be very difficult to maintain a physical uh, form that, co- that contains that for very long. So you're, you know, you would be ascending and popping out of these, out of these realities and, and, you know, in, you know, manifesting others, you know, quite quickly. And uh, so there's, there's all kinds of wonder, but what we are here now in this one is as we turn around from the, um, from the world outside of ourselves, which has seduced us, you know, it's seduced us with all kinds of things. You know, right now it's, uh, you, you know, we were, we're just coming out of a phase now where we're beginning to be exhausted by this seduction of technology, of information. Technology is power. Information is power. Uh, we're certainly exhausted by this money is power and consumption is uh, the more you eat, the more you get, the bigger you are, the better you feel. And on all of this stuff, we're, you know, most everyone's pretty well sick of that one. So, you know, we're, as we turn around from that and just start navigating within ourselves, what happens is you have to develop the skill to manage your own power to create. And that is a navigation that requires you to be in a center. And that center is the centered of the thing that is doing the creating which is your soul and it's a focal point it's like a lens it absorbs information everything you think feel and speak and um uh, uh, and think think feel what is it thoughts words and actions it absorbs the vibrations of all that 
and everything that uh, you witness. And it's also because it is your soul. It's connected to your ancestral soul matrix. It's like in a constellation of stars. So you have all the filaments of the other souls, their karma running into yours, which in our physical body manifests as our genetics. We have the genetics of our ancestors and the genetics are set by way, the way the ancestors are behaving. So as you turn around and you go within yourself and you, and you, and you move through those, those filaments and those layers and the complexities of that kaleidoscope within yourself, and we'll talk about how to do that soon, into that focal point within yourself and then reach for that thing on the other side. Now you are on the superfood diet. That is the ultimate nourishment, and it's what you're yearning for because you're a spiritual being, not a physical being. If we were just physical beings, then it would be enough to just pound superfoods and raw foods and, and all the rest of it or you know, you know whatever, your, whatever your trip is, but we're not. We're spiritual beings, so we need this, we need this other, the 80-10-10, it needs to be 80% spiritual and, 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 and get the soul nourished. And then as you do that, it gives you mastery over your own ability to create, uh, your own ability to use your, your, your soul to, to express in the way, way it wants. But there's so much momentum being generated previously by the karma and the drama in the, in the, in the human thing that we are bound. We're bound up in this thing now to, to deal with the, 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 uh, the consequences of that. So it's like learning to ski when you're, you know, you're running down, you're, you're falling down the mountain in the avalanche that, you know, your, 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 um, unconscious behavior created. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but the wonder, the beauty of life is, the grace of life is, is that you can learn to ski or learn to surf while you're being monstered by this thing because the grace has got you. And again, if it was a physical thing, it would be impossible to learn to ski or learn to surf when you're getting monstered by the avalanche or the wave. But because with spiritual things, it's the perfect place to learn to ski and learn to surf while you're being monstered by this thing. And right now we're getting monstered and it's going to get... We're going to get, it's going to get super, super heavy. So we need to be on this in a game because that's what we're riding through this thing, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Something that I just thought of is you, that, that point you just made right there and tying that in with focus and faith, right? Because as the avalanche of reality collapses and the ego and who we believe ourselves to be and our fear of death, which is actually just a fear of being, of living fully and living in Um, it can- and it's a fear, and it's a fear of, of 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 you know letting go of the physical form of the limitations that goes with all that. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And who would you be? Who would you be if you weren't Ronnie? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, exactly. So ultimately, what we're what we're getting at is there's a mass uncertainty principle that's emerging through all the things that we've relied on for certainty. So this, so like that faith and that focus becomes essential. And one of the things you mentioned about skiing or surfing is that there's this grace that almost like it physically keeps us balanced. And even when we should be like twisting and turning or like we're falling over, there's something keeping us balanced if we're focused on what we're doing, right? That's right. That's right. And, it, and again, truth, it applies on every single level. So, so, so spiritually, even 
like <laughs> I had so many overwhelming initiations and you you know that's the yeah I he can I always find that place you know I always find that place pain's a good one you know excruciating pain from injuries or you know whatever there's a place you can find that's pain free even if you're in excruciating unrelenting pain there's a place you can find within yourself that's pain free you know that's it's it's the same thing there's a way of being within yourself that exists beyond the the all the karma drama and en- energy realms there's a there's a space and place within yourself that exists beyond your physical body beyond your mind beyond your emotions and and that's the place to live from you get you find that place and it's and it's as simple as being certain about who you are it's as simple as clapping your hands together, taking a breath and just going into the stillness, even if it lasts for a millisecond and you build on that, you get a hold of something that's always there and it's who you are. It doesn't need any improving. It doesn't need adding to. There's no need to go to a Tony Robbins seminar, read a load of books to improve that you. It's perfect just the way it is, eternally perfect. It cannot be improved upon because it is an expression of perfection itself. And it's when we start living from that place that the real fun starts. The real fun starts. <laughs> Everything, Everything just gets better. <laughs> absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I, can, I can relate so much. There's so many memories flashing through my mind of <clears throat> broken bones or sports injuries or, or emotional calamities and that and being able... Actually, I, I, I joke around with people sometimes. I, I tell them that I do the best in life and death situations. I do the worst in, you know, little picture, little experiences in my day. I get fucked yeah. about. Yeah, that's so, right. So let's talk about ultimate focus with the time we have left. How do right. you develop ultimate focus? I know that's a huge part of your work, and you have an amazing program that I will be taking on ultimate focus let's talk about that yeah ultimate focus so i have a film called ultimate focus the movie 2018 that that explains in detail everything that i just said there it's an educational program we need to re-educate ourselves we reorient our psyches so we understand what's going on we think with these you know rats on the freaking spinning wheel we, we might have got off that but we're still in the cage and it's like what the fuck is going on so we need to know what's going on and that that film describes, you know, in detail what's going on. And then it's all about practice because your, your, your psyche, your soul is like this kaleidoscope and, and this, you know, this extraordinary vortex with all these bits of energy and, and triggers and stimulations and all kinds of stuff coming up from deep within it. It's a moving, moving, moving alchemy. So you need to practice, 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 practice being in the center of that. So Ultimate Focus has this, has this um, the Ultimate Focus program has these little practices. And, and it's all very, very simple. But if you do these things, if you walk in this way, if you breathe in this way, if you sit in this way, if you lay in this way, if you use your imagination in this way, if you use your inner voice in this way, day after day after day after day after day, like your 30-day raw food thing, it, something happens. And it just depends how much you want it. This is the thing, because I have loads of people 
who are who come to me that they don't really want it. It's like you've got to want it. You've got to want to turn around and take on the biggest, gnarliest, freaking darkest demons in your soul, the gatekeepers of that little portal there. You've got to get past the gatekeepers because before you can have all the picnics and, 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 and champagne, you've got to get past the gatekeepers. And they're the things that you've been building up and building up and building up inside of you for all this life and lifetimes. You've got to turn around and face that darkness, your own self-doubts, self-loathing. So the first step on this path is deep self-love and self-acceptance. Because you, one of the things that keeps consciousness stuck in the ego world is the lack of acceptance. Because we're trying to live up to some image of ourselves. We need to have muscles this big, or we need to have a body like this, or we need to have a face like that, we need to have tits like this or a car like this, or a house like this, or a bank account like that. And if we don't do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, we're not lovable or we can't love ourselves. You really have a look at the ego's inner voice. It's critical and judgmental all the time. It's just pecking, 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 pecking. So the first step, he's the first gatekeeper. You've got to get past him and deep love and self-acceptance, no matter what. Addiction patterns you're stuck in, repetitive negative behavior, um, um, dysfunctional relationships, toxic dynamics that you're contributing massively to, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I deeply and completely love and accept myself just the way I am. This is the foundation of emotional freedom technique, emotional freedom technique. Even though I got my stuck, head stuck in a bucket of ice cream again, I deeply and completely love and accept myself just the way I am. Even though I'm 30, 300 pounds overweight, I deeply and completely love and accept myself just the way I am. I love and accept myself just the way I am. What you're doing then is aligning with your spirit of love. You have to get directly aligned with this thing in order for you to make progress towards it, in order for you to be able to magnetize it into your life. You can't pray to God and ask for something if you don't have a spirit of love in you. If you don't like yourself, if you've got all this resentment towards someone else, that love can't come, come through you. That miracle can't come through you because you're blocking it. It's as simple as that. So, so the real spiritual path is just about taking responsibility for yourself on three distinct levels. An ultimate focus takes you on, takes you, deals with these three levels. First one is deep love and self-acceptance for yourself as a person in the world. I deeply and completely love and accept myself just the way I am. I've been doing this for years and I still do it. I was doing it in the mirror like two days ago for ages. Just had to really let myself know I deeply and completely love and accept you just the way you are. Because there's still that negative voice that used to get punched into me when I was a kid that I'm not good enough and I never will be. So I have to keep reminding myself because the ego gets hold of anything. Oh, you ate that shit. Oh, you said that. Oh, you didn't do this when you said you were going to. Whatever it is. So I deeply and completely love and accept myself just the way I am. And then you have to go into this subconscious world, which is the realm of the inner child, the emotional reservoir of the inner child. And you have to take responsibility for everything in that you've recorded inside yourself from all your history. And most of that, well, the beginning of the very beginning of that may well have been a, as a victim who was getting wounded dramatically with no freaking say in the matter. I'm just getting pounded by life. I didn't do anything. I only just, I only just walked into the party and I'm getting beat up. You know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't my fault, but it is because it's your reality. So you have to take responsibility for it. 
So taking responsibility, full responsibility, accepting full responsibility for everything in your life. And this is what the Hawaiians call ho'oponopono. So you bring the I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you, thank you, thank you vibrations into your belly, which is the emotional reservoir of the inner child, the subconscious mind. Your subconscious imprint is in your belly. That's where we absorb the emotional impact of the traumas of our lives. It's called the enteric nervous system. It's responsible for more neurotransmitters than twice as many as your heart and twice as many as your brain. So for clarity of mind, for healthy feeling and all the rest of it, if your guts aren't right, you can't experience health. And no matter what your diet is or how many probiotics you get down you and colonics and all the rest of it, it doesn't matter. You have to have a healed inner child and you have to heal it yourself because you're the one that's, that's wounded it. So the ultimate focus takes you into that world as well. And then you can get into the unconscious world, which is where all the patterning is from the parents and the ancestors, your genetic patterning and conditioning. And that is out of your jurisdiction. It's not your personal world anymore. It's the impersonal world. And that's where you have to reach for that almighty power within yourself, the spirit of life, the spirit of love, the spirit of truth, the living God within you. And this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the bullshit gets put aside when it turns, comes to spiritual truth. There is a living God within you. It's called the spirit of life, and it's within you. It's been there forever, and it will be there forever. And that's just the simple facts of life. Regardless of what religion you're into or philosophical perspectives, it's just the raw metaphysical fact, eternal fact that underpins reality. That's it. And so you have to, as, your, as a person, as a personality, as an ego, you have to humble yourself before God. You have to have reverence, respect, humility, love, and gratitude towards God within yourself. It doesn't mean that you're God. What it means is, is that, is that there's, a, there's, a, there's a, uh, an alchemical relationship going on with that spirit that transforms you into a greater and greater and greater version of yourself. But that, that, the, that version is never, never going to be able to say, I am God because it's always a projection into the form. So it just, those words never come out of the real spiritual warrior's mouth, ever. You can experience godliness. You can experience the peace of God. You can experience the love of God. You can experience the bliss of God. You can experience the power of God. You can experience the peace of God and the presence of God. But it doesn't mean you're God. <laughs> so let's get that one clear, because I'm living in Bali, in Ubud, and there's all kinds of guys going around telling, saying that they're God. I met God the other day, and he wasn't looking very well. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. I'm just thinking of so many people I've come across. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I heard Michael Tessarian uh, talking uh, in this, this beautiful lecture I was listening to. Legend. Yesterday. Legend, absolutely. And he was saying that the difference between the mystic and the common religion religious person is the religious person is praying to God, but the mystic prays from God. And I was like, oh, yeah, like from that place, right? From that place of God consciousness or whatever we choose to call it. Um, <clears throat> but making no mistake that 
I am not that it's, it's, there's, there's a power source. There's a God force, if we will, that I get to be a conduit in this temporal form in this fragility of this human body. I get the pleasure and privilege to be a conduit of the divine. Um, but I love how you said, like, let's just get, let's just put it on the table and make a quick distinction about, about that. Yeah. And, you know, and this is Jesus's teachings. This is in, this is in the Bible, you know, that, 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 that's what is the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is that spirit of love, that spirit of truth. That's what it is. And it is in everyone. It says it in the first book of John, that it's in, it's shining through the eyes of everyone. That's what it says. You know, it's there. It always has been and it always will be. And it's the only thing within us that, and that lasts forever. It's the eternal aspect of ourselves. And any I, I, I feeling is separation from that. You understand? And so you can experience communion, the, you know, the mystic, and that's what the mystic is all about, is the communion with this. But it's a, it's a communion with a transcendental presence within yourself that's beyond mind. It's beyond the schism of the mind, the, 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 the I, you and I of the mind, or this and that of the mind. It's beyond that. It's in the totality, the un, unified, unified experience. And you can experience it in one second like that. Just one freaking second, you're just straight in. Because that's all there is if you're certain of it. And then, of course, you're going to, you know, vibrate out and you're going to, you know, uh, oscillate. And this is the whole thing because creation vibrates, energy vibrates. The light of creation, the, 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 the light of creation that's made of electromagnetic light, nuclear light vibrates, but the light of God doesn't vibrate. It's non-vibrational light. It doesn't have polarity. There's no opposites at all. And that exists within you. So it's going into that permanent light, which is peace. And there's no, so when, when you come out of that, all you've done is you just slip back into your, into your personality, into your body consciousness. So you've gone down the tube from your spirit through your soul into your physical world again, and it happens in a fragment of a millisecond. So there's always always this oscillation, uh, but you're not a bad person or you're not, you know, it's not that you're not good at meditating or whatever it is. It's the nature of reality. And you have to get to grips with this, you know, feeling this oscillation and understanding, okay, I'm going to hold myself in the spiritual connection now this is my spiritual practice. But when I'm running around in the energy world and I'm enjoying my form, I'm always going to remember who I am. I'm always going to be in that certainty of who I am. Not forget that. That's when you get into trouble. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you, you know. <laughs> yeah, and as we wind down here on the, on the hour, your uh-huh. focus program, the sense that I get from it, is that it's not a myopic focus program, like a speed reading or like to focus the mind. Obviously, that's a byproduct. But what it sounds like to me is it's about shedding the unnecessary baggage and the bondage and the weight and all the stuff that maybe we just aren't, that isn't authentic and intrinsic to our genius, if you will, if you can use that word. Yeah. You know, yeah. allows us to focus naturally without forcefully trying to like, okay, I got to focus. I got to focus. It's like, no, how about we drop all the BS so you can actually just focus as a normal behavior. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that a, a accurate kind of interpretation? Yeah. Yeah. That'll do mate. Yeah. 
It's a deeper sense of self. That's all it does. It just reminds you it's, it's educational and it's practical and um, it's dynamic. Yeah, it's um, spiritual empowerment on the move. Yes. <laughs> so first of all, where can, where can everybody find more about your work in that program? Well, the movie, check out the movie Ultimate Focus, the movie 2018, Ultimate Focus, the movie 2018, and then my website's got a link from there. And uh, this, uh, and or uh, you know, just go to nickgoodtransformations.com. Okay. I'll that, send you, I'll send you, I'll send you a couple of links, and uh, you can uh, post it. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. And that movie, by the way, for everyone watching and listening, that is a profound thirty minutes. I have literally been um, meditating to it the last three nights in a row, and every night has been. Um, it's been a transcendent experience. It's been a very deep dive into um, things inside of me I didn't realize were still there and energy that I had to move away from my heart or to move out of that was blocking my heart and just very powerful. So please, please go to YouTube right now or go to actually better yet, go to Nick's website because that video is right there. Make the 30 minutes to watch that. It will be a game changer. And I highly encourage everybody to get on the Ultimate Focus program. I'm leading by example. I am jumping on that because I want to shed the weight of unnecessary baggage in my own psyche and soul so I can get on with what I was incarnated to do here on this planet. And uh, with that said, Nick, do you have any uh, parting insights that you'd like to share with everyone? No, I'd just like to say a little prayer, mate, and just uh, give thanks to the almighty presence for uh, making all this possible and giving them this, this wonderful opportunity called life. And I'm um, just praying with all my heart and mind and soul that everyone that's listening to this gets touched by something deeply and that their lives are lifted up and that they, they, get, they, they get a hold of themselves and really get the, get the spirit of love and truth fly, flowing in their lives for the highest good of all. In the name of love. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much, Nick Good, for joining me, making the time and sharing your experience and your wisdom. It has been an honor and pleasure. Yeah, brother. Right back at you, mate. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.